Welcome to Create Great. This podcast series features conversations with creative people from different backgrounds, from different disciplines, and different schools of thought. Thank you for choosing to listen. This podcast is hosted by me, David Bennett, Creative Director of APX Studio and Curator of Visual, an online showcase. The best creatives will always strive to create something great, and I wanted to explore how they go about this what it means to them, their clients, and what it means to our wider society too. My guests are individuals whose work I've admired and often featured over the years on Visual. but I wanted to create this podcast to get to know the real people behind their creative work. I'll be asking questions about their own unique stories of how they got to where they are now, how much of it was perseverance and determination, or how much of it was just plain luck, and how do they go about creating something great? This is a chance to explore what drives these talented individuals or their studios to create great. I want to first of all thank everyone who's been DMing me and sending me emails about the podcast. It's great to hear that people are enjoying it and saying it's quite refreshing. But don't forget to hit the like button and leave reviews as it's good to hear more feedback from other people. My guest joining me today is Michael C. Place, founder and creative director of Studio Build. Studio Build is an award-winning creative agency with an international reputation for creating strong visual narratives. Michael has worked with Nike, Made, the Stowe Brothers and Generation Press amongst others. I first met Michael at a Twitter meetup in Shoreditch, London, probably back in 2015. It was the first time we had met and we both found out we had a real passion for Deval, which is probably one of the best beers and definitely one of the best beer logos out there. He's worked with many talented clients, such as Gary Huswit, who directed such great films and documentaries from Objectified, Urbanized, and Helvetica, to name a few. And on that note, I can't believe that Helvetica is now 15 years old. Unbelievable, Michael. <laughs> no, it's crazy. I was thinking about this when Gary announced it, and he'd asked me to be in the film like a couple of times. And the first time I was like, why would anybody be remotely interested in a film about a typeface? Yes. And he persevered. I'm so glad that he did because that film is just incredible. I remember him coming down to this to the we were living in Walthamstow at the time and him coming down and we'd just moved in with boxes everywhere. If you look at my interview snippets on there, it's just full of boxes and we had the cats there and one amazing moment in when we when we was being interviewed for it was Brockman, our Sphinx cat. Yeah, went in his litter tray and they had to um, cut it because he could hear him scraping it on a litter tray. And, <laughs> and Brockman's claim to frame is he's on the extras of the DVD. It's got Brockman is goes to the loo or something like that, and one of the one oh, of the extras. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. That, 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 yeah, yeah. I have to get the DVD. I think I've got a download, but yeah, right. <laughs> it's all downloads now, right? Exactly. I haven't got a yeah. DVD. And how but did it, you? How did you meet Gary? How how did you get that opportunity? Because I mean, you did a all the you did the three posters. I remember yeah. the objectified one, which was beautiful, using the different objects as yeah. the vector. I think yeah. I've got that at a studio in a tube somewhere. I think I even yeah. bought a T-shirt of it. I'm sure yeah. I did. There was uh, yeah. So so yeah. So Gary just like I I've never actually asked him where he'd heard of me from, but it was just like he'd obviously maybe just seen some work and kind of knew that I'd use Helvetica and probably a little bit of Helvetica at Science Republic, but not so much. And then, yeah, he just contacted me out of the blue, said, and just the rest is history. And I'm 
then now from being in Helvetica, he asked us to design the identity for Objectified, which is about industrial design. And then after mm -hmm. that, we had Urbanized, which is about architecture and cities and etc. Yes. And we're doing his next two films as well, which I can't, he's going to be announcing the next one very soon. Oh, and oh, Rams as well. We did Rams. I can't That's believe. Right. So yeah, they did mm -hmm. this, yeah, he's worked for um, Rams and Beta Rams. And yeah, we're doing two more with him and another project that I'm doing with him as well. But yeah, we just got on really well. He's, he's a very lovely guy who's got a genuine interest in design and, it's, and, and the kind of what design can do for people and how design sits in the world. And I find that really fascinating. So yeah, he's, he's wonderful. Oh, they're, they're great. I think they're one of those, they're going to be those iconic pieces that, you know, you see on eBay and it'd be like, come on, Michael time for a reprint and yeah. <laughs> limited edition gold foil version. But yeah. let's, let's, let's jump right back. Cause yeah. that's 15 years ago. Let's yeah. go back, Michael. Wow. So I think that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I'm really interested with these podcasts to find out how, the people I interview and meet yeah. and stuff got into sort of where they are today. So, you know, what really inspired you or attracted you to get into design? Are those inspirations still the same today or are they slightly different? Yeah. So in terms of kind of like a bit of context, so I'm from the north of England. We live in, we used to live in North Yorkshire and my dad was a pig farmer. My mum was a nurse. Right. And we used to live on the farm. And so there's no history of design in our family whatsoever. My mum was quite good at drawing. I've got three older sisters who one did fashion and then subsequently is not doing fashion anymore. But I was just always really into the thing that I think subconsciously got me into design was heavy metal. So, you know, from being a kid, I was hugely into Iron Maiden, ACDC, all yeah. those kind of like classic. 80s early 80s kind of motorhead um anything like that i just used to absolutely love and and i think subconsciously those sleeves especially for iron maiden because i love that character eddie yeah and Derek riggs type for iron maiden just i think that kind of really it obviously stuck in my brain i think it's just kind of one of those definite subconscious things that like mm -hmm. i say i've got no you know, we lived in a, not miles from anywhere, but on a farm, pig farm. So it wasn't exactly in a city, you know, where you're exposed to perhaps a lot more things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And it was just, yeah, at school, I was kind of a fairly average student. I was really good at maths, but I just, okay at art. And I used to design, I used to draw the logos, heavy metal logos on people's, on my own clothes and then for other yes. people. So I'm, I remember doing Saxon wheels of steel on the back of somebody's jacket at school. Nice. You know, so I was just really, yeah. really <laughs> into brilliant. that. I think, I think that, that was it. And then the other thing, which is a really random thing, was my, a, a friend had a letter set catalogue at school. And I remember right. looking at it and just going, what is this? It, it's such an exotic, weird publication that I didn't understand, you know, and kind of, and it, and it really, it, and I think types something that subsequently I've got on to just having a huge interest in as a designer and the sort of power of type. And I think that, that that again kind of was one of those kind of weird kind of connections. And then my art teacher, the first time I heard graphic design was at school. And my art teacher said, have you, he 
sort of saw the style of perhaps my art, if you like. And he said, have you heard, ever heard of graphic design? He lent me a book on it. And I think that maybe contextualized it a little bit more and kind of, you know, made me think, oh, there is such a thing as this thing that I've always really liked, but I didn't know it had a name. And I didn't realize you could have a career doing that. So yeah, that was the kind of the, the, the kind of start was very much that music. And that's been a thread for me throughout my mm -hmm. life. I'm just hugely into music. And then naturally going on, to, not naturally, but going on to, I know, you know, but for, for the guys who, who don't, I used to work at a company called Designs Republic in Sheffield, and we just did record sleeves. That's, you know, going through college, yeah. that, that was the thing that I was just hugely massively into the work of Orn Oliver 4AD to a small degree Savile for Factory but I think I was probably more drawn to this very visceral slightly less polished version of design which was Vaughan Oliver and then going in it kind of I think had that I always felt feels like it's slightly refining as I've got older which is you kind of that's life I think is you have this some would say mm -hmm. Iron Maiden is as good a design as, as any factory record sleeve, but there's a lot of people who probably disagree. But I think it was, yeah, music is that is that thread for me throughout design, my career and kind of interest in it. And we don't really, I used to do a, a lot of record mm -hmm. sleeves, I just don't really do them as much anymore. And that's fine. But yeah, it was very much, yeah, all about music and music inspired you know things and then i guess nowadays it's not yeah. not so much heavy metal because although i have had yeah. a bit of resurgence into listening to some of that stuff again it still sounds amazing some of it and then mm -hmm. i guess also i've always kind of had a, a not all always but an interest in architecture i love <laughs> i love looking at buildings i love oh, i can't beat it and that's something that i got into through time at designs republic and then and then now it's very much more art. I'm really fascinated by art and kind of and the power of art and modern art in particular, but any kind of art really. I just really enjoy that, you know, that kind of real super self-expressionism. And that's what I've always kind of loved within design as well is, is, is self-expression within design. I've always been a big, big, huge fan of that. And this idea that design the best design elicits an emotional response in the same way that a piece of art does. But that for me is, is the best design where it really does like, wow. Yeah. And the same I as music it. really, isn't it? I, yeah. I, I always think of design like music because uh, yeah. heavy metal got me into guitars. That's why I got far too many. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it, I'm still glad I got the hair to sort of rock out. on. But I always <laughs> think design is a bit like music because music, you have an octave, you have yeah. notes in between. And yeah. when you think about it, musicians can create such amazing, diverse, different sounds and stuff. And that's almost like design. It's like you have a yeah. computer, you yeah. know, you have the, the, the thing, but it's the individual that creates it. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, drawn to your work, there is definitely a, a personality of the studio build, which is, which is yours, mm. that is really yeah. reflected in, in the work. Yeah. I think as well, sort of. I'm, I'm always, I've always said that I, I, I really find pretty graphic design really quite dull, mm -hmm. and I love 
this idea of I'm not of the Vignelli school of design, which is, you know, use only three different typefaces. And, you know, for me, design is all about pulling every single influence around you into creating something. And I think that that obviously is is for the right reasons that, that works. But I, I really love this idea that the whole world is there for the taking. That's all that inspiration, all those things that you see around you. Mm-hmm. to be brought into into design i think is really important i think that's comes that 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 sort of self-expression I, I just genuinely think and i think that's where maybe that started off with with the likes of of, of born oliver you know and his work has been so like wow just yeah. mind-blowingly like it blew my small mind you know it still does to a degree you know I look at go back and see this stuff and just go wow in the same way, you could you could argue Crowell as well. It's like you yes. look at the, the time that that work was created. It must have been like somebody coming in from the future. You know, it's just wonderful. It's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It really that. Yeah, and well, the, we we all know and love the book. I've got it on my my books. I've got my uh, desk right here. The Wim Crowell uh, mode and module. It's just yeah. it's like it's almost lock and key. Yeah. It's fat. It's it's such a it's such a strong book. And yeah, I was lucky actually to see him talk probably about 95, 94, an mm. ISTD lecture. And it's just like biggest hands in graphic design. It's just, it's just like should have yeah. been the goalkeeper. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really tall. His work is, yes, almost super futuristic. It is just yeah. really yeah. amazing. Really amazing. Re- re- really lucky to, I went to see him talk in, in Dublin. And I think I was talking on the same night. And just terrified but we went for dinner with him and just like wow i mean people talk about don't meet your heroes and i've met you know he's one of them but that was i'd never really heard of him until working at designs republic when ian bought motor module for everybody for working a weekend it's like you can either give me the money or i'll buy this book and i'm really glad i said that the book book, yeah they're just it is like you say it's just a it's just an amazing body of work but the person's Again, kind of, I'm drawn to characters within design as well. And it feels like he's a character. I like people who have a point of view, you know, and kind of have a, you know, real character. I, I love that. Not, it's not about homogeny in design personally. It's a much more kind of character. You show yeah. that in the work that you do and the outlook and the way that you think is, is yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it always it will becomes. I think with the successful designers, and we can probably name a few, it's that what well, you know that design attitude is yeah. that you know having a voice, not not following the mainstream, you know, having yeah. a bit of rub and going against it. Yeah. Can I jump back to the Designers Republic because yeah. you know absolutely one of those studios that I remember when it came out. Um, I think their character Sissy. I think I bought a A3 poster of it. I had the hundred percent meat free, uh, whatever it was, yeah, burger, burger one. Yeah. I had it, and it's just like probably got got lost over the years <laughs> as you grow up and you get slightly wider. I think oh God, that that was one hundred percent flesh. I think it was on top of my yeah. head. I just got a vision of it. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Cow horns on the on the burger bun. Yeah, 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 we used to go to the indie clubs. I remember wearing that. <laughs> a long time ago long time ago but they really had that design attitude to it yeah. and stuff and that real embrace of you know computer technology but not computer technology yeah. as well and yeah a lot of the work now when you kind of look back on it 
and you know the Reckle sleeves, which would definitely go there with, you know, that idea of like a slightly bigger canvas to yeah. to work on and that tangible yeah. thing of holding. Yeah, uh, it's like design masterpieces. And can you recall any? Have you worked on any that you you're really super proud of? Yeah, um, loads. It it was such a weird weird kind of like studio to work in because when you're in amongst it you don't really you know that it's it's almost kind of like operated like a band basically being yeah. with the manager and the and and whatever and the kind of you could say the singer and and then you had all these people behind you know that kind of bass drums whatever but it was it was really it was wonderful to be in amongst that and kind of it was only when I went out of it you realize how how many fans that they had, you know, of design. And I've never experienced mm-hmm. that before. And I don't know if that's really the same of, of many other studios, but there's so many sleeves that we did that were just, I, I love, you know, like working on LFO, for instance, for me, yeah. it's like working on bands or acts, people, individuals that I'm just really massive fans of. And you just have that buzz of working, you know, working, on um, Model 500, Juan Atkins, you know, the guy who coined the term techno, and having conversations with him to working on Window Liquor for Apex Twin, to Popple itself, to, you know, all these just, you know, Warp 10, the Warp 10, you know, the anniversary sleeves. It was just that real, it was a completely free, everything was game, and that's where I really kind of, I, that's that's my love of that. Um, that's mm-hmm. it was so almost like not run like a studio that everybody could just literally almost do whatever you want and the fact that we you know Ian used to always say the fact that we were in Sheffield meant that none of the record labels would come up because you know they can't sit you know get a train they can't be asked getting a train up so we'd just be left <laughs> to our own devices right. <laughs> it was just and and for me I think that I was thinking about that this morning and just sort of thinking I think that that experience has really rubbed off on me. I've always, to a degree, thought of the studio as being a little bit on the outside, on the always on the edges or the fringes, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. You know, from from being when we're in when we had the studio when I started the studio in 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 London, we're in Walthamstow, like ten years before anybody else would thought about moving to Walthamstow. Yes, and then moving the studio up here. And there are loads of amazing studios in Leeds, but we've now moved the studio out of Leeds. We're now in Otley, which is this little market town. It's like 10 minutes from my house. Great. And it's an old mill. Couldn't get much more northern than that. It's a really <laughs> old mill next to the river. And it's and I love it. It's just kind of like for me, the idea of location is irrelevant. You know, it's kind of a given modern technology. It's it feels like you don't have to be I know we're not talking about London, but mm-hmm. jumping from kind of London to Sheffield and had that similar kind of outlook of like, actually don't feel like we need to be in London. Yes. And I, and I think I'm not going to get into North-South design because I think that's just boring. But just the idea of just this idea that you could be anywhere for me is with a good computer and, and, a, and a good, you know, kind of work ethic and, and a good client who's, who will be happy to, you know, it's all about the work. That's why I always That's think right. about yeah. where you where you are. But yeah, Sheffield was such good fight, really wild times at times, you know, it really was like 
a band. Yeah. But but just that really did inform and Ian's huge respect for Ian, you know, in terms of the the people that, you know, giving the people the reins, recognizing talent, if you like, and kind of just letting them get on with it. And that's something that I've learned and tried to employ with the studio, you know, which is like, you know, find good people and let them do their thing, you know, mm-hmm. as much as as much as you can. Yeah. And how many people in studio build uh uh, it's five of us. Oh, nice, nice. It's five, and it's it's great. Yeah, that's that, that's brilliant. So I, I was going to ask almost that thing of: Do you feel, or have you? Is there a different tension or anything from the London to sort of going back to the sort of the, the, the motherland, as as it were? Yeah. You know, are you? <laughs> what what what's interesting is almost going back to what you said about seeing everything around you and within mm. within the world and into design yeah. and that's obviously leading on to these sort of monograph books and yeah. you seem to be capturing a lot more now than you probably were whilst in London as an yeah, observation I think so yeah it's I, I think it's weird the kind of you used to do a lot of, of sort of so-called self-initiated stuff with the studio and then it kind of stopped as you know in London at the time you're talking like 10 years ago something like that there seemed to be a, a new opening of some exhibition that was design related and that kind of then tailed off I felt a little bit mm-hmm. and we did a fair bit and I've always really enjoyed it and I and I always just do it I like to try and do it for the right reason which when people when some people say oh, I'll do self-initiated work or personal work because I haven't got a client putting in. It's like, for me, then you're not doing the right work for a client. You're not being, you know, that a client should not be the, 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 the kind of reason why you're not doing the type of work that you want to do. Yes. And the lockdown, you know, obviously that everybody's gone through, that kind of really opened my eyes to kind of, I got it stuck in, like everybody, I think, got stuck into this rut of getting up, driving into Leeds to the studio or wherever, into mm-hmm. city or studio, and then working, then coming back again. And actually, I think I started walking. I love, genuinely love walking. Yeah. Um, and around here, it's just crazy. It's just like two minutes and you're out in the countryside. And it kind of really gave me the time to kind of really think and appreciate the stuff that's around you. And obviously, well, obviously I'm, I'm, you know, a lot older now, so I'm probably thinking about, you know, my had a really horrible one of the reasons we moved up was my dad wasn't well. Um, mm-hmm. he subsequently died. But it was just all about trying to see him a lot more, but then also kind of reflect on all these things that kind of was going on in life. And yes. yeah, and again it kind of bring this idea of bringing all those things. The personal work is very much about bringing all this these thoughts and feelings and kind of getting it down on paper. And then lucky enough to self-publish a book on it, which is which is bonkers. And then doing another book at the moment. And yeah, I, I think it really did open. I, I think I'm very much more perhaps not being in a city also has its downsides. I know that mm-hmm. there's kind of like there is a real desire, I find every now and again, to get into a, a city environment where there's all this stuff whizzing around and you have all this, you know, wonderful things that you can go and see. And I think that's the only that's the only downside I found to 
having the studio in 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 Wolf, sorry, in um, Otley is it's yeah, we haven't got galleries. We've got about twenty pubs in half a square mile, but you know, it's, it's, um, <laughs> that's where the best ideas come from. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that's a whole another conversation, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, that I think I think yeah, for me, kind of it really did open my eyes and kind of it's really reinvigorated my desire to sort of really look at you know other other things and be inspired by other things and i found that perhaps getting out of london has really helped me out of this bubble and really try and open my eyes to a lot of different kind of forms of inspiration and one of them being just what's actually on my door you know and kind of yes and, and the beauty of it and the hostility of it and all these amazing things kind of has really um definitely expanding my kind of horizons and views and maybe it almost kind of feels like a little bit and I'm really doing the north of the service because it is Leeds is amazing Manchester is incredible you know there is no way that it's like a poor cousin to to, to London that the cities here are just genuinely amazing so much going on but it almost kind of feels like slightly I, I'm old enough to be kind of started pre-internet so your references were harder to get so they yes. were harder to find, they became more obscure. And I think that for me was Savile's kind of real, that was his thing. He found these things that mm-hmm. nobody else has. It's almost like, it's like digging for music, but for references. And I found that. Yes. So now I'm actually finding references that perhaps I wouldn't, I would never find in the city that I can bring in. That, so yeah. it has its kind of pluses and minuses, but yeah, I, I, it's just very inspirational around here. It's just genuinely beautiful. I love it. Great. I was going to ask, and I've asked other people really, that um, is there anything you do differently in your career? Or, or do you feel like you've said it how you want it? Uh, I just, yeah, it's weird. I kind of go, I have a real massive, always said, I've always said this, I have a real love-hate relationship with design right and i go through real phases of loving it and then just being like everything's rubbish and i've got i'm i like the idea that people can vocalize that and sometimes i find the most frustrating conversations you'll meet with people in other studios and you'll go everything's like everything's rosy it's amazing it's like actually (laughs) it's quite nice to say actually it's shit at the moment yeah yeah be honest yeah yeah. it's really hard it is hard you know you run the studio it's mm-hmm. hard hard work so I, it's weird i kind of like i vaguely remember that when i was a kid i did again have this slight interest in architecture not to any degree that i have now but i'd like to have been an architect i think i think there's something really wonderful with what you can do with a building but equally in the same way there's something really wonderful and powerful about which which we know is about graphic design the profession that we do one of the questions was this idea of you know career choices and i i think the my only real regret is actually not working abroad i think that's the one thing that i think like shit i wish i'd have done that right is that for cultural reasons or i think it's purely personal and maybe just like seeing i've always had a fascination about what's around the corner what 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 is what is there there to discover Mm. and again kind of i think it'd just be really interesting to see how a place i I understand how a place can inform 
you know, the output. And I think I think that would have been something that would have been really interesting to try and see what would have happened. And maybe I wouldn't have been a graphic designer. Maybe I would have met somebody else and done something completely different, you know. Yeah. So there's all these kind of what ifs. But I think, yeah, just sort of having that opportunity to practice design in another country would have been something that I think would have been really fascinating. Right. And the pig farm didn't take your fancy. Yeah, you too much of it as a kid. Yeah, no, it's it was really funny. My dad, and I think this is this is not a, a new story. My dad just didn't understand why I wanted to do design. Mm-hmm. My mum was mega supportive. My dad was just like, not like you should be a pig farmer, but <laughs> but it was like what what you know he didn't understand that people can have a career and make money from design. Mm-hmm. Um, but subsequently, you know, he's incredibly proud of what, what we've done. And that's really lovely, you know, see, so I think, you know, kind of that initial, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, you need to get a proper job turned into being just incredibly proud of what, what we've done and what we've achieved. And when he sees, you know, the work, it's just genuinely, whether he, truly understood it it's just really wonderful to see that like oh you did all right didn't you you know it's, yeah which is great That's, that is great and yeah. uh, build is part with nikki as well your wife is that correct yeah. yeah yeah so when we came so after designs republic we both left both quit our jobs traveled around the world for just under a year mm-hmm. so i suppose we did get to experience a you know a lot of the, the world but not work there and just yeah. It just did the opposite of not work. <laughs> and we, yeah, we set up, we always intended to set up in London because I think at the time, so this is what, 17, 18 years ago, I think the landscape, I think, was very different from north to south. And I think, you know, that that we we knew that it would be easier to set up down south. And then I've always had this weird thing where I don't feel like I've actually been successful unless I do it in the north of England in Yorkshire uh, which right. is a weird that's just a stupid thing in my head nothing to do with anything else but it, it so yeah we just um Nikki was working for Sony so she came when we came back she got another job back with Sony at PlayStation which basically which is amazing enabled me to come back with no clients to literally get a portfolio of work to, to, you know, to start building up the studio. So we, we sort of landed in, in Camden and then we moved to Fulham, which was horrible, but to then to, I'm trying to remember the other one next to a Clapham Common to then to Walthamstow. So it's kind of like going from a desk in a little room to then get in a spare room, right. to get in a slightly bigger spare room, which I'm sure yeah, is a, you know, there's a lot of paths for a lot of people to then get in the studio space in Walthamstow, to get in a bigger studio space in Walthamstow, to then sacking it all in and moving up, up, up north. And yeah, so Nick works, works, yeah, she just works with, with me. She's amazing. And it just works. You know, sometimes, you know, we have that shared goal, which is great. It can be hard as well, you know, kind of you've got that kind of, you know, you work with somebody, you go home and they're there as well. And sometimes having, I think sometimes having that separation has been good, but, you know, we're still married after 18 years. So, you know, it's doing something right, I guess. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so we work with, with yeah, we work together. She's great. She's right. Very, very good. 
I think we've, it would have gone bust are, a long yeah. time ago if it moved to Nicky, that's for sure. Yeah. And <clears throat> have there been any really, you know, owning a studio and stuff, and managing clients and stuff, have there ever been like really bad moments when you've just gone, oh, what the hell am I doing? Oh, this, man. You know, yeah. And, you know, if you anything to elaborate on, you don't need to name names, but, you know, yeah. I think sometimes there's, it there's... does it does happen in the industry and people need to sort of be aware that it's not always the uh, oh, man, Photoshop yeah. mock-up at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, it, I, I was thinking about this the other day. We, I, I'll give you three three very short stories that uh, 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 that were Great. just... One was a member going into... We were doing... I was... when This is when I was just working by myself. I had this agent called This Is Real Arts. So it's Adrian Shaughnessy. There's only three member them. Yes, and they yes, took I on remember. little one-man bands, you know, and helped, you know, bring a bigger team with clients. And I remember we were doing a pitch for Channel 4 for, I think it was E4, the brand for E4. And we'd done all the work. Adrian and I went into Channel 4 and we had this, this huge board table with about 15 or 16 people around it. Adrian and I sat at the end. We did boards that we'd actually printed out and put on phones yep. through there, you know. And we yep, started, yep. and within about a minute, a guy, one of the guys said, is it all like this? And we're like, yeah. They said, no. And we literally <laughs> almost had to just about face and walk out within, like, been in there about three, three minutes, which oh, was just goodness. crazy. And then to one, we were doing a big project for a uh, TV channel brand, and they got, again, it's TV, maybe we're just not suited to tv, Not good for TV. Yeah. yeah and i remember the first round of feedback was i thought you guys were supposed to be good <laughs> <laughs> not very constructive but i just remember thinking oh my god this is like oh so then you know kind of like you know ups and downs we've all you know loads of ups and downs i remember one we're about to go into a it's important to talk about this stuff i know that's why you're asking but i remember going Things weren't going amazing. We're about to go into this big presentation and the bookkeeper ringing up, speaking to Nikki, we're down to this presentation and the bookkeeper going, you really need to get some money in. And we were like, we're trying. And it was just like this, yeah. like, shit, yeah. you know. Yeah, so it's hard. I, I always say that to people, you know, kind of that, that this isn't rosy all the time. And it is a really hard industry there's a lot of people doing amazing stuff and it's yeah i think you just have to be prepared yeah. for the knockbacks that's part of the job isn't it it's like oh, uh, grow that yeah, thick absolutely. skin as quickly as possible you know yeah it's, it, it's not us it's them yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, always, it's always a good one it's not us yeah. it's them all right brilliant right we're going to go into one of the favorite parts yeah. that um people have been saying that they enjoy this bit the quick fire round okay so th th this is it michael wow you don't you don't win anything. Okay, but right. here we go. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask you six yeah. uh, quick fires. Only one answer. You can't have both. Okay, sands or serif? Oh, uh, sands. Salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Cheese and onion. Illustrator or freehand? Oh, oh, <laughs> it's Illustrator now. <laughs> Oh, oh, what happened to the freehand? Oh. Yeah. Didn't you get a Didn't you get a hack for it? Yeah, I got a so you could use it. Yeah, our IT guy just yeah he yeah, and that I just had to bite the bullet. 
because I was so <laughs> pro freehand, it was unbelievable. I know. And then I think you're yeah, start. so yeah, illustrate. I love it now. Oh, brilliant! Uh, hedges or lawn? Lawn. Good man, good man. <laughs> Carlsberg or Duval? Duval. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I feel I know you already. Yeah. He's like, he's like what, what can I ask? What can I ask? I know what to ask. Exactly. We could go into another hour-long conversation about hot hedges and lords. I could happily do that. Well, I think the viewers, well, the viewers, listen to me, viewers, I think the listeners might like it, you know. Uh, did you do the garden on the weekend I or did, was yeah. it? I, I was looking at the grass on Sunday again. I should really cut that because I bet Michael's got it nice and I did it. even. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah, did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew, I knew, oh, I man, yeah, we've just, we've just been doing loads of stuff on the garden. Yeah. We live in a lovely house that has a big garden that is, yeah, it takes a lot of work, but it's amazing. But I love it because it's yeah. just not the, it's not what I do every day. And that's what I really love is getting away from the computer. Getting, I've got paint all over my hands, so I've been painting all weekend. And it's ace, I love yes. it. And I think that's that real, again, go, go back to a slightly more relevant thing to design is I think it's really important to just have another interest. Our lawns are actually could, for me, could become that real fascination. Having that perfect like lawn, do. I get lawn envy when I walk around. So I want to achieve <laughs> that perfect lawn. Yeah. It's like that perfect, well, that perfect bit of type, you know, or layout. You know, it's, it's like exactly it's that. Exactly, it's the fascination. It's the kind of you know the real desire. Yeah, and plus you do it with hands. Yeah, let's remember that's you know I think that was one of the things. Um, you know, with, with design, probably back a long time ago, mm. probably now it's probably about. 20 odd years ago a lot of it was by hand you know yeah. and I one w- thing i always found fascinating sorry to cut across you michael was when you know you talk to people about the industry like when i'm i remember graduating in 94 and really starting to work sort of 95 and we didn't have color copiers back then in your studio you had your, your beige mac yeah. quadra or your mac mac whatever it was and you used to send it out you used yeah. to send it out and yeah, and they said people are sometimes you know what's the difference? Time. Yeah. The only difference I can say is time. Could you send work out? Yeah. Do you want it on a rush job? <laughs> That's going to cost a bit of money. Oh no, we have it back in the morning. All right, yeah. that job's out the door. Yeah. Next work on the next thing. Yeah, yeah. It was almost you know you yeah. could you pace yourself yeah, yeah. rather than this is done this da 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 da. Yeah. Oh look, a fax, a fax is coming. Yeah. Okay, well, I can't read it. Just phone me. Yes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing a book at the moment called Pleasure. It's the one that I'm, that's my next book. Like personal okay, great. Thing. And it's yeah. all, it's, it's, I've discovered that the thing that I'm really interested in does have a name, like graphic design. It's called autoethnography. So it's like right. the things that, that inspire you in a kind of personal way and have narrative that you then bring into your work so i'm doing a book of kind of like it's called pleasure it's all the things that give me pleasure it's kind of very autobiographical and one of those things that i'm trying to figure out how i'm going to do it but is the pmt camera can you remember the pmt camera i do that's how i cut my teeth in graphic design on the pmt photo mechanical transfer yes yeah so hours spent in that sweaty little room doing you know those but 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just straight away, you know that's about how can you tell somebody's age just by doing that? In doing that, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should make it a video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it exactly. but equally kind of again, kind of what I loved about that pre-computer thing is I now fully understand the process of print and actually what happens. I think that's really in some ways the thing that I find missing from design education is kind of like it's the it's it tends to be like here's the end result here's the here's the mock-up of your um tote bag you know but yeah. not all the things how you can if you learn these simple things in the process how much better that thing can be with very simple mm -hmm. bit of knowledge when I say a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing but it, 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 it you know it could be a really amazing thing as well but I I would never want to go back to pre-computer, but I think it really was really interesting and very it made me really think about how things are made and produced. And I think that's also really important in, in, in a life lesson at the moment. It's like trying figuring out how things are made or actually ultimately you'll get a better result because you fully understand it. And that mm -hmm. can be the same with its design, isn't it? It's like how can you really get under the skin of a client and understand what they want? And that's through discussion and really breaking stuff down, which is um, that's the part of the, the kind of process of projects that I really enjoy is yeah, really understanding and how design can then make a difference to that business, which is obviously what we that's what we're paid to do. But there's a real joy in that. Yeah, yeah. And sort of skipping, skipping around a bit. What's one of the greatest moments you kind of you sort of remember and sort of the impact it had on, on well, it could be culture, yeah. it could be anything, almost that thing of like, I'm really glad I did that. There's the one thing that Michael C. Place and Bill, Studio Build, what, what is there something or is it not, time's not yet? It, I don't think the time's quite yet. I did think that the 11 years exhibition was a bit of a highlight the thing that we talk about yeah it's lovely yeah but i think one of the things is is i'm really i've been thinking about this a lot more about design and and people talk about fast fashion and slow fashion i'm thinking about how design for me it, it sounds really bad when you say fast fashion and slow fashion it sounds really interesting slow fashion but i think kind of slow design for me and, and what I'm going to say is I really enjoy relationships within client relationships and kind of really building that trust over a lot of years. So I think the one thing that I've been, we're doing, so we work, I'll skip back a second. So we work with a printer called Generation Press, who I believe is the best printer in the country. And obviously yeah. there's a lot of really amazing printers and every, every design studio will have the printer that they think is the best and you hold on to them basically. But we've That's worked right. with... Yep. With, with Generation Press and Scrub and Anand and Kay and Graham for over like, it must be about 15 years, something like that. And I've just really, and they recently got B Corp um, accreditation. Yes. And that's really lovely to see, work with them for that long, to see somebody succeed is really wonderful. I love and hope that we've played a small partner, but more for me, it's also helping them achieve their dreams, also kind of like building that friendship. And I think that mm -hmm. is really wonderful. And I think the best, but if you really think about design historically and now, 
I think the best design comes from somebody and it's usually you know having a client and a studio relationship that is built over years and trust so you could say you know factory and savile you could say hbo yeah. and hacienda for instance you know or, mm -hmm. or, or or whatever or you know born and 4ad it's like these people you know they have this trust so you build this and it's about the long game i've always been i've been really thinking more and more about this goes back to the slow fashion thing it's, it's more about the long game and i really we've just done this identity for the second Harewood biennial and it's right. a big state of home just outside of of, of leeds between leeds and harrogate and we did the identical it's the second one we've done and there's a really good clothing brand called community clothing which i've got a couple of things from them now and they're just they're, they're right. from blackburn and it's all about their thing is slow fashion. It's it's really investing in people and the surrounding and really thinking about how you make things and you know, having a real consideration for everything about, you know, and people. And I just love that. I love that idea of just investing in people and that's what it's all about, you know, and kind of the choices you make. And I think that then comes back to Generation Press, who I believe are one of the most sustainable they really they've been talking about they they do this they've just been doing it for so long it's what they do mm -hmm. yeah. and we're just doing a book with them which is going to be out soon summer hopefully um just to oh, celebrate okay. that and it's just yeah i just so the real joy and kind of you know there's those little moments but i think that for me has been really rewarding that long you know that's it started off as kind of we didn't know each other this is Scrub who runs the company to then have been, you know, really good friends and kind of and, and sharing those ups and downs and sort of helping each other out, you know, through those ups and downs. I think that's really important to, to yeah, to foster those relationships. And that has been so rewarding just to see them really kind of fly is just wonderful. Brilliant. Yeah, because you almost become the creative partner, to mm. them, which, is, which is really nice. You know, I like that yeah. idea of the sort of the long game and, and making sure that your creative vision and their, their vision yeah. is aligned. Yeah. And on that note, mm. actually, so going back, remember this thing? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tim loved the work. Absolutely loved the work. I'll tell you what, that you know, that, for... that's funny. Cause that was one of the projects that I was going to, when with your, you know, the questions, when yeah. I remember when I got that back, and this is really sad, I got that back from Generation Press. I think that's one of the first things that they did for us. And it actually made me cry. <laughs> and it was just like, really? yeah, it was just genuinely like, wow. And, and it's beautiful. And, and Tim's, yeah, another guy that I've worked with for a long time now. And, and again, it's kind of like, has become a friend. And it's just amazing just to see if you can, you know, this is what we're paid to do, isn't it? It's, is to help these people and to achieve their dreams, you know, and that's when you see it, it's it's wonderful, brilliant. But just this, I I love the um, the drilling on yeah. it and stuff, yeah. like the idea of the binding, and that goes back to your thing of knowing a process, yeah. you know, almost allowing the yeah. user to create whatever they want. Exactly, I love that. I love that. I remember doing other pieces where the idea that you can actually by writing on it or destroying it and it's not I'm not saying it's like a completely original idea but that idea that print is something that you look at 
but I like the idea it's enhanced by being destroyed or written on or something like that is is, is yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Just really playing with that process or the the end, you know, the, the end thing is just how can you add to something by, you know, we like I say we're so used as kids, you know, like a book is a very precious thing as it should be. But yeah. to subvert that and the idea actually that people rip it is makes it better becomes back to that thing for me is like that pretty graphic design isn't is for me i like things that there's a little bit of maybe it's a little bit of punk or whatever i, I don't know you know mm. sort of that old um dodge public kind of you know attitude sort of kicks in that i think is really nice yeah i i think also your your digital work is because obviously you know a lot of the stuff i collect from you is is the printed stuff but your digital work has that real attitude to it as well it, it doesn't it doesn't follow the conventions as expected yeah. which is i which i think is really really lovely yeah really nice to actually sort of maybe put yourself out there a bit more yeah. as a student and go well we do digital but we don't have to do it yeah. in the, the expected way yeah i think that that for me was that going back from like cd to sorry from vinyl to cd and just thinking it well, now it's reduced to this horrible little thing. And then a cassette was always like, they're like, oh, we really don't want to design that. But then it's like, you know, there's this thing that isn't going to go away and actually embrace it. And I really struggled with it for a long time. But now the worst thing used to be when we were asked for websites, I was like, oh, God. But now I love it. It's just, yeah it's, yeah, it's looking at it in a different way, isn't it? It's like, how can you approach a bit of information how can you display that information in an appropriate way that you know isn't annoying but is equally interesting and really making the viewer appreciate sorry recognizing that the viewer is an intelligent you know kind of person i know that's not always going to be a way across the whole board but mm-hmm. yeah i think it's important to um embrace any kind of format or and then really you know kind of subvert if you can if you if it's appropriate it's, it's good yeah because your work does feel playful like the shapes and stuff i was just looking on the um on your twitter like the uh, beer can you did yeah. it's, just, it's just the shapes just as yeah. like that comes back it's... to type i just love love type i just that is like yeah i i'm just in awe of in the same way that i'm in, in awe of musicians and what you know what a musician can do I'm, I'm, I'm not a typographer in any way, shape or form. I, look, I genuinely love seeing craft, you know, and people who really know this is what we, we always do is like we try and partner with people who are specialists in their field because I just love seeing what somebody whose whole focus is on this one thing, how amazing mm-hmm. it could be, but you plug all these things into it and you've just got this group of people who just create something really wonderful. And I and I find that that's really joyful. What can come out of that is really exciting. Yeah, I'm going to jump right back to Iron Maiden because I feel, I feel like I have to. <laughs> Ever since they had three guitarists, never really listened to them. Uh, <laughs> Seventh Son was the best album. Um, great, I've got a great, lovely story yeah. about. It. I remember as a as must have been early teens and stuff. Mm. Going to Al Price. Remember Al mm. Price? Always on your high street, Al Price. Yeah. And Iron Maiden single was out. Me and my mate went in there like after, I think it might have even been primary school. Yeah. I, I, I remember it. <laughs> and just looking at the cover, to your point, yeah. Michael, going, 
that's brilliant. And my mate going, I'm going to buy that. And he went up and he was like, can I, can I have that Iron Maiden record? He's like, which one? He's like, that one. Is what the flight of Icarus is like, yeah. And he couldn't read it because it is in like this calligraphic yeah. black letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that I actually think the guy said, Do you know what it that what that says? And he's like, No. And I, always, that's, I want it. That's, yeah, that's stuck with me. And every time I look at the like, uh, flight of Icarus cover, I'm just like, just might have like probably like a 10 year old, 11 year old. Idiots like us standing there go just pointing at that one. That one. That that, that one. Amazing. Yeah, it's, oh, oh, it's, it's brilliant. brilliant. But um yeah, Derek Riggs, uh yeah, yeah formidable artist yeah. and stuff. Really, really good. And I've got another one when I remember when because the record stores were great, yeah. weren't they? You you know, oh, you really went there yeah. and you would just peruse the yeah. records, yeah, you yeah. know, the, the covers and, and, and stuff mm. like that. Mm. One of my favorite records I remember buying was White Snake, the the album, because it actually had a D Boss logo wow. in an embossed emblem. Wow. Still, I've got it. Yeah. 1988, I think it <laughs> or 87. Amazing. I've got it still. And I, and ugh, getting all nostalgic. <laughs> if I get that out, I will have a flashback. Yeah to play in like a tennis racket because I wanted to play guitar, <laughs> you know, in the style of uh, the John Sykes, the amazing guitarist of Whitesnake. And it's just like, I, I have this flashback moment and I have that with so many records yeah. that I pick up now yeah. and I go, oh, wow, yeah. I can remember by staining line yeah. to get that. Yeah, yeah. And I had a, there, there's one where... Um, I bought the Megadeth, yeah, again, our price. <laughs> I was going to say there's other record shops on the high street, but there aren't any. But I remember getting the Megadeth uh, P-cells for who's buying. And he said, do you want the picture disc? Yeah. I went, does that cost more? He was like, no. I was like, yeah, I love it. And every time I look at it, I've got it. I'm like, here's an idiot just saying, does it cost oh. more? <laughs> but, it, but it didn't. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. Picture, remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it's been brilliant, Michael. Been re- really, really, really good. And I, I can't believe it's been so long yeah. since we've actually seen it, each other. The years have flown by. But we still look as. Is handsome. there one bit of? Oh, oh yeah, thank you. Lot, 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 lot more grey and uh, goggles <laughs> yeah. this time. <laughs> but is there a piece of advice that you'd pass on to a client or um, a junior or someone that you've you've heard that you just think? that's a really nice bit of advice or something that I've held on to yeah. and I like to pass it on. I've got like a few. I'm going to run through all really quickly. And, oh, great. And then, Go on. and then one that's actually slightly more poignant at the end is one always range type left and never center type. Never do that. Right. Okay. It's not about fashion unless it's about fashion. So always just think about design, not as like what is already out there. I'll just do the same, which is a lot of design to be fair. Yeah. The best design is one that, you know, elicits an emotional response. So really think about, you know, kind of really think about this. And the big one is like believe in yourself and believe in, in your gut. And I think that that comes with slightly more experience, I think. But and that's also kind of like I've found as, as a as a kind of business owner, studio owner, is it's 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 kind of like it, that listening to your gut is on many levels and that's kind of like whether it's an approach to project or actually whether you should take the project on itself project itself because you know the the alarm bells ring so it's really Mm -hmm. kind of just believe in yourself and kind of really believe in your gut and i guess the last one is just really 
work hard. I think that's what I've always said. I've just kind of have a real work hard, and I'm not going to say be nice to people, but just work hard, <laughs> but kind of, um, but, but yeah, it's just really about working hard, but not letting work get in the way. And I think that is, you know, just have, you know, have a life outside of design. I think that's so important is like, you know, design is work isn't everything. I think that's maybe the thing that I've learned over the last few years. And it is important. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, put your all into it. But I think it's so important to have a life outside of design. That's something that I, th- I really have learned, you know, um, massively over the last few years, you know, and don't, having those regrets, don't have them, you know, if, if it's like, if it's choices, yeah. like go and see your mom, go see your mom, don't work another weekend, yeah. you know, is actually just yeah. have a, have a life. Definitely. Don't let, let, don't let work get in the way. Or as my tutor yeah. used to say, the, I remember leaving Newcastle and he said, don't let the bastards grind you down. That was his ending part, parting remark. And it was oh, always right. stuck with me. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> That's really good. That's brilliant, Michael. So, what can I say apart from thank you for taking the time? It's been a pleasure. Wonderful. And if I ever come up to Leeds, yeah. I'll, I'll we can go try around one of those like twenty pubs in half a square mile, and we can go for a walk yeah. as well. Yeah, well, I might, well, I might, I might go for a sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's really lovely. Yeah, uh, thank you for for inviting me to do this. It's yeah, it's really nice. Really good to see you again. Nice. Absolutely. Thank yeah. You. And I look forward to seeing the new stuff that comes out yeah. and everything else. I was going to ask you actually, send me some uh, photographs of this and anything else, and I'll put it on the visual oh, yeah. so then people can see what we're talking about yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't do the hand motions no. <laughs> of the PMT machine. But, uh, I'm sure people of a certain age will know what yeah. we're talking about. But yeah, again, Good. Michael. Nice one. Excellent. Thank and you. wish you all the best of luck and stuff. And, uh, Next time, hopefully, uh, we'll go for a duval. Definitely, face to face. Nice. Thanks, David. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I look forward to you coming back for the next one. If you'd like to find out more about OPX and how we create great, then check out opx.studio. And if you'd like some daily inspiration in your life, then do visit visual.co.uk. And if you enjoyed this episode, head over to Spotify and give us a follow.